What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome back to the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Andy and Drew here. We are on episode number 30. That's right, folks, 3-0. Let's get some music, producer Robin. I'm going to make it myself. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Drew, you sound like a hungry dog. <laughs> that is how excited I am, Andy, to be at episode 30. We are just churning out episode after episode, recognizing, celebrating, highlighting all things Castleberry. So folks, thanks for tuning in and giving Andy and I some comfort, some encouragement that we're not just talking to each other. Although that's fun, right? Just talking to each other is fun too. Yeah, it depends Depends what we're talking about, but yeah, pretty That's much. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, we are especially excited to highlight uh, a local not-for-profit organization. We have a conversation later with Susan Hiptis and Simply Amazing, and uh, want to highlight her and all that Simply Amazing is doing for our community as a whole. Andy, you are in the nonprofit sector, as am I. Uh, what, besides maybe your own church, is one of your... Your, your favorite not-for-profit organizations and why are they important, would you say? Yeah, I'm super excited about hearing Susan's interview today and getting to know her a little bit. I've been doing some research on her organization, Simply Amazing, and as well as providing some practical good, uh, their story and what they do is inspiring. And so uh, I, I love nonprofits that inspire, but in this difficult time, we also need nonprofits that can provide some help. You know, our economy is strong. Struggling, our employment numbers are up. We need to we need to help one another in this time, and nonprofits are set up for that purpose. Two very close to my heart are the Sharing Center. I love their full service way to care for people, uh, food, furniture, many, many other needs, but also Christian help. We've had Vicki Martin on the show, one of the earlier episodes, and their organization right there on Seminola Boulevard does a great job of putting people back to work. Uh, I believe last year, they put about eight and a half thousand folks uh, in employment. And this year, even though things are a lot harder and there are fewer jobs and more people looking for them, I think they're on target to, to meet that as well. And they really are the little engine that that could. They just keep serving, keep giving, keep making a difference. And as we know, employment is one of those significant triggers to helping someone get back on their feet. So I'm excited to hear more about Simply Amazing. I love the Sharing Center, but I'm a big fan of, of Christian help as well. And um, if you have an opportunity to support them, I know they're always looking for volunteers. Uh, I know it costs some money for them to do what they do. And maybe in this time, if you're wondering how you can help, you can just visit their website and help as you can. Excellent, Andy. Those are three uh, organizations, including the one we're going to hear about today and Simply Amazing that, that we uh, support locally as well. So well said, and uh, we're very proud to see the, the community coming together. Uh, you know, there, there's a really a role for multiple agencies to serve, to uh, bring about jobs, to bring business as well as fun and entertainment into the community. And so very thankful that we have great businesses in Castleberry as well as great not-for-profits. Well, in leading some of these, the organization and, and frankly, the community as a whole and guiding us 
as we move forward into a new decade. That's something that just struck me. Wow. Actually. We, have a, we have a new, new decade upon us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a start it's been. What a start to the new decade. What a, yeah, it's not, it, it can only go up, we assume, <laughs> from here uh, as we are recording in the middle of 2020 and all the chaos here. But Andy, for our Castleberry in the News segment, we recently had uh, some local elections, uh, specifically a commissioner seat as well as the seat for mayor, who also serves as a commissioner. So in regards to the election results, it was an interesting, you might say, split decision regarding the two races. Andy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and by split decision, uh, in one race, we have a definitive result. And in the other race, we have a wait and see because we're going to have to go to a runoff. Uh, Drew, I don't know about you, but getting to know the candidates through our interviews with them really made election night a little bit more intense for me because I knew that it wasn't just about results, that there was people behind them as well and people that we've come to know and love and respect. So it was it was very, very interesting. In the mayoral race, uh, Dave Henson beat out Sharon LaCrosse by, I think, about 59 to 41, I believe the result was. And again, that was a, a good race, a clean race. Everyone spoke uh, well of each other. And congratulations to Dave for his victory there. And uh, congratulations to Sharon as well for a, a race well run to get 40% of the vote without maybe having the community experience and connections that Dave had was very admirable. So congratulations to both candidates there. And of course, to our new mayor, Dave Henson, who will be sworn in, uh, I believe in the next few weeks. The other race was a little bit more complex. We had three candidates there. We had D. Smith, Chad Albritton, and Bill Hufford. Bill, of course, being the incumbent. Now, when you have three folks in a race, in order by our Castleberry statutes for there to be a clear winner of that, winner has to win by 50% plus one. And so because Bill didn't achieve 50 plus one, I think he got like 42. Chad was next with like 31. And I, I believe that D was uh, in the mid to high 20s. I, I forget the actual numbers. That means we have to go for a runoff in the November election between the top two candidates, which were Bill and Chad. So uh, I know last week we talked about wanting to see some signs removed from our yards. That's not going to happen just yet because we have uh, another election ahead in Castleberry. Again, congratulations to all the candidates. I know it feels like it's not over because it's not, but all did so well to get to this point. And I think I would encourage everybody to spend some time getting to know Bill and Chad, who they are, what they stand for, what's behind them, so that when we vote in November, you can, again, make an educated decision about who to vote for. Yeah, absolutely. November 3rd is when the vote for that commission seat between Bill and Chad will occur. And one thing that was noteworthy to me, Andy, and I would encourage all of our listeners, perhaps you are in the, the loop, so to speak, in regards to taking it upon yourself to vote. It was incredible that merely by a couple of hundred votes, the election and the percentage numbers were, were changed, meaning that we 
in our community have, there's such a greater weight and value upon each and every vote, right? So often, I know for myself, when I watch the news and, and television and the presidential election is occurring, of course, there's importance to cast your vote for all offices and folks that represent you, us and leadership. But Percentage-wise, here in the local in Castleberry, it, it's incredible that just a matter of a couple hundred votes or even a hundred votes can totally swing an election either way. So as Andy said, our encouragement as the podcast host is to educate yourself, get to know Bill and Chad, two men who desire to serve and care for the community well. Yeah, as you, as you mentioned those statistics, Drew, I'm reminded that every vote really does count. But the other thing as well, the total number of votes cast in this election, and again, these are rough numbers because I don't have the info at my fingers, uh, was about 3,500 people voted in Castleberry. Now, in a city of about 30,000, that's a small percentage of voters, right? It's, it's hovering around the 10% level. I think it is incumbent upon all of us to take seriously our responsibility to vote. There were tens of thousands of people in our little city of Castleberry, over 20,000 people, who didn't vote. You know, my rule is, well, if you don't vote, you can't complain. So you know, I, like I would that. encourage people to, to vote. That's going to, you know, we're talking, Andy, maybe we'll have some merchandise that say, what's up, Castleberry? on it sometime soon. And I'm thinking that we need some like little catchphrases. I like it. Don't vote. Don't complain. I like yeah. it. A lot. There you go. Folks, we hope you uh, have enjoyed that section of our podcast. Let's take a listener question now. And and I love to hear from you, our listeners. Each and every week, uh, we reach out through different mediums. You can connect with us through our website, which is whatsupcastleberry.com. Thank you to those who have sent us messages through that medium. You can also reach us directly through Facebook or Instagram. Just search What's Up Castleberry on either of those platforms. Or you can go to the podcast feed, wherever you download podcasts, leave a comment or a question in the review section. Andy, today's question, we've talked politics, we've talked uh, nonprofits. This is probably the other primary talking and speaking point right now. Uh, what are we hearing regarding schools being back in session? What are we hearing regarding schools being back in session? What are some positive things that are here we're hearing, what are challenges that are occurring early on? And Andy, you had a chance to speak with somebody who was kind of in the know. Can you enlighten us, please? Uh, yeah. Um, by the time people are listening to this, we'll have had a week of school behind us. Uh, and I think generally the feedback is that it's gone very well. You know, I think it's been hard for the teachers. I think it's been hard for the students. It certainly has my kids. We're doing the seminal connect option, but everyone's kind of making it making it work somewhat. But yeah, I was on a phone call with Dr. Griffin, who is our school superintendent uh, a few days ago, and he was sharing some of the stats and some of the, the figures and things about uh, returning to school. And, and while I don't want to bore everyone with all of them, I, I will say that I have not seen an organization this prepared for as many different eventualities and outcomes as our school system is. They've spent a lot of money. They are well prepared for several different contingencies. Uh, just a few facts. They have bought 25,000 desk shields. You know what those are? The, the wow. plastic that you see wrapped around the desk. Uh, they've invested in over 5,000 brand new Chromebooks so they can make sure 
sure that no student who's doing distant learning is without a computer. In every school, they have a COVID safety manager who's training with groups and teachers and things like that. And honestly, they're just really, really prepared. And Dr. Griffin was saying that really their biggest concern is not what happens in the schools, but what people do out of the schools, because he's so confident that the schools are so well managed. Now, they're expecting that to be some COVID situations and they've got plans for teachers and plans for students. Most schools have a, a designated COVID area where a sick teacher or student goes to immediately while they work through the next steps of their, their plan, but just very, very impressed. Uh, he did say there's lots of teething troubles, some with the technology, some with Wi-Fi, some with teachers learning how to teach in this new medium and students learning how to learn. But overall, it really seems like there are off to a good start. And uh, he thanked everybody for their grace. And uh, he asked that we would continue to be gracious as they continue to learn uh, with us. So overall, very positive. What are, what are you hearing? That's fantastic. Uh, very similar things, Andy. You obviously had more uh, data, but speaking to parents and uh, connecting with folks around our community of Castleberry and, and beyond is definitely clear that folks are seeking the best they can to show grace to one another. As you said, this is a fluid situation. And I think that's an important thing to remember parents and grandparents and guardians is that you know, the reality is what school might look like in regards to shields and masks and all the other things that are set in place. Uh, they're set in place for the here and now of August 2020. And so just want to encourage folks to recognize that over the course of this school year, our guests, we don't have this information, but that things will change as it seemingly have been by the day and by the week. Just it, really encouraging folks to be understanding, uh, be kind to those that are making the difficult decisions and, and to give the general spirit of support for those in our local leadership. And we are very proud here as podcast hosts and as residents to support those in leadership within the Seminole County school system. So thank you, Seminole County schools. Thank you, parents, teachers, administrators. It really is a, a team effort. And it's going to be fun to see the school year uh, go forward. Andy, just quickly, how are your specific kiddos doing? You've got one in high school, one in middle school. How are they handling things? They're handling it like champs. They, they really are. I, I'm real proud of them. They're on their same schedule. So uh, my daughter's getting up. I think that first class is at 7.15 in the morning. Uh, so I'm kind of waking her when, when I'm up at, at six and getting her ready. And they're just kind of walking through a normal school day. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's good. Perfect. Well, I saw your son riding his bike yesterday by my house and yeah. he seemed like he was in a good mood. So good. Great to hear. <laughs> well, thank you for the great question. And we look forward to hearing from more of our listeners in the future. Hey, we've got a great new sponsor on the podcast, All In Construction Services. That's right. Thank you, All In Construction Services. They offer beautiful home remodeling, renovations, and additions. I don't know about you, but I've been hearing from folks that spending more time at home, there's people that want to have some renovations and some things done to their homes. All In Construction Services 
is that place. They have been in Central Florida since 2008. They're locally owned and operated. Their president is named Kenny Paget. All in Construction Services is proud to support the residents and businesses of Castleberry. Kenzie Lalathan, who is a friend of ours, is a member and the representative of the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce. She's actually going to be the president of the chamber next year and is on staff with All In Construction Services. So as we look ahead to the future, if you have any needs regarding your home, check out allinconstruction.com. That's allinconstruction.com. Thank you for being our sponsor. We'll be back with Susan Hiptis. Well, hey, folks, we are thrilled to have a dear friend of mine and influential leader and person in our community. We have Susan Hiptis, the founder and president of Simply Amazing. Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Drew. Yeah, glad you're here. Andy and I look forward to getting to know you and have our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Susan, would you tell us just a, a bit about yourself, your your family, your work experience, just kind of sure. who you are? Sure. I was born and raised in New Jersey, uh, going to the Jersey. Jersey Shore and uh, up into the mountains of Pennsylvania. I uh, went to college in Frederick, Maryland, where I got my degree in communications and sociology. And then I went to work and I've worked for several companies. Most recently, I've worked for Trinity Prep School in Winter Park in their development office. I've worked for a company that does clinical trials. And currently I work for a commercial realtor and I'm in downtown Orlando right on church and orange. I'm in the thick of it. I have a wonderful husband of six years and met him in the Publix in Winter Springs. And I have, we met in the bakery deli. Then he says I stalked him, but it was really the other way around. I have a son, Jake, who is 25 and he is a content creator and he works for a company and he also has his own business. So that's me. And I live in, uh, I live in Winter Springs and I'm getting ready to move, but I don't know where, but still in Florida. So, so all of our single listeners are planning a trip to Publix tonight, Susan. <laughs> yeah, it does happen. Trust me, it does happen. Not just in the movies. <laughs> so tell us about Simply Amazing. I love that name. There are some, some businesses that, you know, have these kind of creative, quirky names and you read it and you think, what is that? Is that something I want to be a part of? But as soon as I hear the phrase Simply Amazing, it's like, oh my goodness, I need to know more about that. I need to get engaged because it's simply an amazing name. But what is your mission and the significance behind this Simply Amazing name? I have this uh, quote that I love. It says, be the thing you love most about the people who are gone. Mm. And that really is where Simply Amazing started. My daughter, Emily, at 26 years old, died of a fentanyl overdose uh, here in Winter Springs. And at her funeral, and celebration of life, we had birthday cards because we had it on her 27th birthday. And my sister-in-law, who's an artist, had cards put out and it said, Simply Amazing Emily on the front. And uh, we have about 200 birthday cards from that wonderful day that we celebrated Emily. And that's where the name came from. And Simply Amazing continues its mission through Emily because we she loved art and we provide art and craft supplies for kids. We want to inspire them to be creative. We want to empower them with the supplies to be able to do that. 
So M was this wonderful person who loved art. She was friendly and she was totally giving. And when I say what I love most about her was probably her giving spirit. I love that you are allowing that spirit, that giving spirit to keep giving, you know, in in her honor as well. I love your mission, uh, empowering kids to be creative. You know, we live in a, a world where so often it becomes so easy to suppress creativity, but empowering kids to be creative is a uh, wonderful uh, desire, a wonderful goal. What are some of the ways that you see Simply Amazing uh, fulfilling that mission to empower kids to be creative? Well, the great thing about uh, Simply Amazing and Simply Amazing Creative Boxes is that although they're for the kids, we donate them through other nonprofits. So, because we don't have direct access to the children. And when we donate to these other nonprofits, it helps their program. So mm-hmm. we're not, we're helping the lady at the front desk who's bringing bringing a family into maybe Harbor House and she can give a box to the child. And now she's got a little more control over what's going on in her area because this kid has something to do. Or, you know, a counselor from the um, Children's Home Society, they'll go to a home and, you know, work on a project with a child from the box and that creates a bond for them. So, or a family who's just brought a foster child home, they'll have a gift of a Simply Amazing Creative Box there, which is an escape. And it's it's just everyone can color. Everyone can be creative. And if you don't have the tools, you know, it's impossible. So we, I think, are accomplishing our mission through everyone that we touch, even our volunteers. You know, they feel good when they leave. They've done something and it's helping us accomplish our mission to let everyone know that they're simply amazing. Susan, I was privileged to be at Emily's Celebration of Life. As you and I know, but the listeners don't, your daughter and my wife, Becky, were dear friends growing up in (laughs) elementary and middle school. And I think very fondly uh, of Emily. Uh, One thing that was really clear from the beginning, uh, as soon as the Simply Amazing materials, the different coloring books and sheets and all the fun stuff that comes in these kits that were going to children, I instantly fell in love and wanted children that I knew, either through the church and in the community, to uh, have access to these uh, supplies that your your organization provides. Could you share with the listeners just some of the organizations, the not-for-profits, both in Castleberry and kind of in the greater Orlando area that, that you've partnered with? Well, in Castleberry specifically, we haven't had any any organizations. So if you can connect Simply Amazing with organizations that could use our boxes, that would be great. But we do work in Seminole County. Currently, we are working with the Seminole County Sheriff's Department with their juvenile services, their outreach program, and they're going into the most critical neighborhoods, the, the most visited neighborhoods that they see. With our boxes, we serve the Central Florida Boys and Girls Club, which is all over Central Florida. Children's Home Society, which again is, we've gone from Jacksonville all the way to Palm Beach, but mainly in Central Florida. And then other people that we're really uh, happy to be working with are Harbor House, Foundation for Foster Children. There's some smaller churches in Oviedo that we've worked with. It's far and wide, and we've delivered as many as 200 boxes to the Orlando Children's Church, down to 20 boxes to a smaller church in Oviedo. Susan, I, I love the diversity and the, the passion for seeing kids that are the most vulnerable and most needy uh, receive those boxes. We actually were, Andy and I were privileged to have Sheriff Dennis Lima from Seminole County on, on the program the other day and talked about the community aspect that when we're seeking to keep peace in our city, that it takes the, the whole community and you're doing that. You are creating a level of peace through your organization. That's true. 
Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Susan, tell us what does what does a good day look like in regards to leading Simply Amazing? A good day for me is when I am, we get contacted by an organization that I haven't reached out to. And they say, we heard this is what you do. And we were wondering if you could help us. When we first started a year and a half ago, you know, I was sending out emails and I'm sure people receiving those emails are like, what kind of scam is this? What do you mean it isn't going to cost anything? (laughs) What do you mean you can give us more than, you know, than three of these or, or whatever it is? And so it's a good day when I know that Simply Amazing message and mission is spreading and that people can contact us and say, we need you. Mm. You, you know, you've made it when you've moved to that next generation of uh, people reaching out to you, don't you? And that that, that is a, a very satisfying day because you realize that what you've started has grown bigger than what you started uh-huh. uh, as well. Both Drew and I know from experience and got some scars to, to show for it. There are, there are many challenges, believe it or not, in trying to do good things that help people. And there are many challenges in leading a nonprofit and and trying to make a difference. What are, what are some of those challenges that you face? How are you overcoming them? And, and how do you kind of uh, sidestep or move through some of the disappointment that often comes with, with leading an organization such as this? I think any nonprofit would probably put the number one things as fundraising. You know, and you just, I, I worked in fundraising for 11 years for a very predominantly wealthy school. And, and I didn't have a problem with it to ask for money. And I thought now I'm doing something for people who don't have anything. Yeah. And I think if you believe in your mission and, and your cause that it's easy, it's easy to ask, you know, the hard part is being turned down because at this time, you know, there's a lot of other things going on. Although simply amazing has been called upon a lot in the last eight months. It's difficult. The other part is time and work full time, you know, probably work 30 hours a week for simply amazing you know, some weeks, maybe some weeks, 20. But the great thing is, is I have a super supportive family and my employer is understanding. And I told him when I started, I have something that's near and dear to my heart. So there's going to be days that I'm going to make a delivery or I'm going to speak to a group of people or I'm going to be on a podcast. (laughs) And if you don't mind, and he, and he doesn't, and he understands that. So it's, you know, time and money, time and money, time and money. Yeah. So, so just to kind of lean into that a little bit, do you have volunteer opportunities within Simply Amazing that people can kind of come alongside you and help some of that time crunch? We do. We call them our ambassadors because we ask our ambassadors to volunteer their time when they're putting together boxes. We just had an ambassador event last weekend. Eight people come and we made a uh, hundred, 120 boxes in two hours mm-hmm. that went to the Seminole County Sheriff's. But when they leave as being an ambassador, we also ask that they, you know, if they see us on social media, share our story, comment. If you are, if you're with a group of people, just say, Hey, you know what I did last weekend? I did this amazing event where I got to put together boxes. I knew exactly where they were going because the leadership told me where they were going. They're right here in my community. We even, uh, during largest and most scary part of the pandemic, March, April, and May, we had take-home volunteer activities where people could come pick up. We loaded it into their trunk and away they drove. And then we had a, we had a drop-off time. So, you know, volunteer opportunities uh, every month, at, mm. once every month at least. So, and we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome. And in the 
show notes and things like that. And we're going to put your website. And I would encourage our folks not just to give of their time, but to give of their treasure as well. You know, especially in this time, there is a need to bring some creativity and life and joy to the the difficult season we're in. And uh, if folks can help with that, that will be very much appreciated as well. It has been a strange year. Uh, It's hard to believe we're in August already. Uh, It's almost like my brain stopped working normally in February, but (laughs) we've we've got about four months left of the year, three and a half months left of the year. What, what what, What are your plans for Simply Amazing to finish this difficult year strongly with great opportunity? What's ahead? Well, just to step back about a month, two months ago during the pandemic and trying to stretch our finances, we started an auxiliary program, which we're going to continue every summer, which was a summer fun pack. It was less money than a Simply Amazing Creative Box and we could reach twice the amount of kids. So we gave away a thousand of those this summer. And then we're going to do another auxiliary program for the holidays, which send out to every organization that wants them. We're going to do a pack of four cards so kids can decorate their own cards for their family members. Mm. Uh, we haven't named it yet, but we will. So they're in the they're in the midst of being designed. And the other thing that we are, Drew attended last year, actually, with his wife, Becky, we have an art auction and that's in March, March 5th. And it's, it's from local artists. So we're starting to plan that now, which is very exciting because hopefully by March, everybody will be ready to get out and socialize. (laughs) Hopefully. It's a a very fun event and it raised a lot of money for us last year. That is, Susan. I really enjoyed the auction and good food and meeting some really interesting people at last year's event. Look forward to that in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan, yeah. I, I've, I've served as an ambassador and I love yes. you highlighting the opportunities to build out those boxes. It's a ton of fun and very easy work. Could you tell the listeners what actually is constructed or what goes into uh, a box that's given away to kids? Yeah, that probably would be a good idea. So inside our box, we have some design materials that are coloring pages. There's some activities. We do have two separate boxes, one for elementary school and one for middle school and up. So the the younger kids, they have coloring activities. They have an amazing me project. They have crayons and markers, uh, clay and uh, stamp pads, glitter glue, scissors, ton of stuff. And they all come in this great box and they're wrapped like a gift on the inside. When they open it up, they can decorate the outside of the box. And then the older kits have an adult type coloring book. They have color pencils, some thin markers. They also have clay. They have friendship bracelets. I think that's it. But they're fun to put together and we we do it like an assembly line. And uh, it goes quickly and people get to meet each other and talk. I mean, it's not stressful at all. And it's only two hours. That, that sounds fantastic. I would love to talk to you about that affair, about you coming to our church one Sunday and we'll take a Sunday morning uh, and do that. Once a year, we like to kind of worship in a different kind of way other than, uh, you know, worship in the word. And um, we would love to talk about that. But our, our time is up. But a couple of things before we, we wrap up. Uh, one, we, we like to do just a fun little section with our guests, um, a rapid fire round just to kind of uh, get to know you a little bit more and share your story a little bit and tie everything back to Castleberry. So would, would you be okay with Drew and I just doing a rapid fire one sentence oh, I'm, answer? I'm ready. All right. Okay, Drew, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Susan, you're on the hot seat now. Here we go. Uh, favorite local place when you have a day off? Where do you want to visit? locally. Can I say the beach? Is that local enough? 
Absolutely. <laughs> no wrong on beach. I mean, if you head to California, but <laughs> yeah, what beach? Flagler, Which... Flagler, New Smyrna are Ponce Inlet. All right. Favorite restaurant? I have two. One would be my fancy pants restaurant is Enzo's. Mm-hmm. And then TJ's Fish Shack. Those Ooh. are my two favorites. Both two favorites. Yes. I love, yeah, TJ's Fish Tacos. Not Nothing better. Uh, Susan, I just, wait, I already asked, oh, favorite activity when you have a day. I typed these questions, Susan, and I can't even keep them straight. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, what's your favorite activity? Have, oh, my favorite activity is definitely to spend the day with my, my husband or my family. I like to get up, drink coffee leisurely, not be in a rush. Kind of just chill, float in the pool, maybe do some gardening, play with the dog. That sounds good right now. I'm uh, <laughs> like, like to do that. Favorite place in Castleberry? Without a doubt, some of my very favorite memories of my children in elementary school from the Semeron Skateway. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Semeron Skateway, definitely. I just, so many great memories. They're, they're just chomping at the bit to get there, you know, and just having the best time with their friends. And we never missed one. Never. They loved it. That's awesome. My, my, my kids have had that same experience. And I, honestly, I think now we're probably on a couple of generations of kids who've enjoyed that experience. And that's a, yeah. a great thing. Final question, most important question, because we do want people to learn more about uh, the organization. We do want people to volunteer and we definitely want people to give as well. How can people connect with you? Website, social media, those kind of things. Sure. So our website is simplyamazing.org. Our web Facebook is Simply Amazing. Our Instagram is Simply Amazing Foundation. And you can always contact me, uh, Susan, at simplyamazing.org. Wonderful. And folks, we hope you do check out Simply Amazing. I was on the website this morning and man, they have some great photos. Uh, It's interactive. It's very brightly colored, uh, which reflects Susan and Emily's uh, personality. And so, yeah, definitely take a minute to check that out. Susan, thank you so much for joining us today in our What's Up Castleberry podcast conversation. And uh, thank you for all you do for our community. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Drew. Um, I really enjoyed this. And Andy, I, I hope that we can get together at another time and I can help out in your church. Drew, I'll see you Sunday. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Susan. We'll be in touch. All righty. Bye-bye. Wow. What an engaging, encouraging conversation with Susan. Thank you, Susan, from Simply Amazing. We hope all of you listeners take the time uh, sometime in the next couple of days to, to tune in, to check out Uh, Simply amazing and the work that they're doing and seeing children smile as we recognize that really each and every human being is simply amazing. Andy, you are an amazing friend and person in our community. Can you give us some inspirational moments? I will try my best. I am not simply amazing. Uh, I I find myself to be a rather complex person, (laughs) but I do have a little bit of inspiration. But honestly, after hearing that story, how much more inspiration can 
that a person take? But this inspirational quote comes from Anne Frank. And I think it's important before I share this quote to realize that Anne Frank was in a tough place when she quoted this, right? Her context was very dark, very difficult, very dismal. But it was from that place that she said this, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. You know, when I think of Susan's organization, she saw a need and she's meeting it and she's making the world a better place. Uh, One of the things we're hoping to do on this podcast is to improve our little slice of the world right? And there's no reason why any of us need to wait to do this. So listener, whatever you're doing today, whether you're starting your day, you're ending your day, you've got a few hours left, wherever you are, there is something that you can do to make this world a little bit better. And we would encourage you along with Susan to do it, to make it a little bit more amazing. Well, I am inspired. Thank you, Andy. And folks, we sure hope you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community. Today's podcast is produced by Robin Kepi and James Bittner. For more information, please check out our website. That's whatsupcastleberry.com, our Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. Please like and subscribe to our podcast, rate and review us, invite a friend to join us. And until next week, Have a great week.